everyone. Welcome back to Reality 2.0. I am Catherine Druckmann. And Doc is out today because he has some cool conference stuff going on, but that's okay because today we have Kyle Rankin and Sean Powers, and we're going to have some fun. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about the Fediverse, especially with the uh, recent Twitter news that we'll get to in a minute. But before we go there, I would like to remind everyone to check out our website at reality2cast.com. That is the number two in the URL where you can sign up for the newsletter, which we do send out. And um, yeah, you can find all of the supplementary links and blog posts and there's some good stuff there. So please join us there. And also I wanted to make sure to thank our Patreon and coffee supporters and our uh, supporters of all kinds. And that includes listeners and people who email us with suggestions and comments. So yeah. Um, hey, what's up? How about that Fediverse? <laughs> or really, how about that Elon Musk news? Which one that he's buying Coca-Cola so he can put the cocaine back in? That was his Yeah, I saw tweet. that tweet too. That was really funny. I actually thought about sending that to y'all late last night and then i was like wait maybe it's too late to send text messages but (laughs) yeah that was an interesting one i was like well he's he's definitely um on brand tonight uh (laughs) so yeah i i i actually meant the twitter news but but maybe the coke news we can cover later or in in a future episode (laughs) uh that's just yeah uh the the twitter news is i I don't know what what will what will become of I guess it's, is it going to be a private company now? I don't know. How do you yeah, do that's that? That's the idea. It would, yeah. yeah you buy up all of the shares. Yeah, so they're yours. Yeah. So what did he, what did his $44 billion pay for exactly? Stock buyback. I mean, all just, of it. Like they're just buying like the whole all thing. The, but I mean, so is that what he's doing? I mean, is that, is that, yeah. is he buying all the stock from all the people? I mean, mm-hmm. what if I don't want to yeah. sell like it? All that, you don't have no choice. Once a majority of people, of shareholders i think agree to it or whatever then, then it just gets sold okay yeah then it happens yeah yeah hmm. like you can't have the one guy that holds it all up you know like that one person that that yeah. like that he was that was a shareholder like the kid that was tweeting all of Musk's locations or whatever his his flights on twitter like he bought a share couldn't couldn't shut it down so that's interesting so I guess that, so is that what the, uh, and how does he determine the price then? I mean, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll give you $44 billion, but wouldn't well, it was be it 54 a share? And it was currently yeah. at the time it was, it was 54 maybe 20, 54 20. And at the time it was close to 40. I don't know what did it, you know what, what did it close at? I think and they that's, reported earnings today, actually. Yeah. So well, he basically, usually what people do is they'll sort of, I mean, not usually like I really know, but I think what would happen is you would make an offer that you would per share, like I will pay you this much per share uh, okay. in a, within a sort of based on past performance or current price and all of this other stuff. And then here's my offer. Right now, your company is worth this many billion dollars and I will pay you this many more billion dollars to buy it in the worth of the company, I guess, is however many shares are outstanding times the okay. price. And so whatever the majority of the shareholders, meaning the board or whoever owns the you know, the majority agrees to, regardless of what the uh, stock price is, that's what they get is whatever the majority agreed to. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. how, like, if you re- look into like hostile takeovers, like this okay. has happened against like people's wishes before, because like against, I think sometimes even the board's wishes, because you can go, there are options, yeah, I suppose, true. where you can take it to the people as it were. 
and mm-hmm. say, hey, shareholders, the board doesn't want you to do this, but I will give this many per share. And I, that's a good offer. And then if they can convince enough shareholders, like a majority of shareholders. Okay. You have these it. big institutional investors that carry, you know, massive voting power. And right. well, plus yeah. he had 9%. Yeah, right. he already yeah. had nine percent. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, I was just curious how that actually. Now, what what happens? Then he just decides. Okay, now it's no longer a public publicly traded company. It's private. I just own it now. Yeah, no and longer then, has any those reporting obligations. And yeah, you don't um, have to. Yeah, you can. Has do all no kinds duty of to shareholders anymore. Now the the current board has a fiduciary duty to the shareholders. Right. So you know if 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 somebody tried to block this, you know if I don't know, I don't know what would happen, but. Anyway, they, ultimately they have that that obligation, but you know, once it's private, there's no shareholder obligation anymore. And I don't know. I'm curious to see what it means. I mean, it um, there are, there are things. You know, he had one really good suggestion: encrypted DMs. That sounds kind of great, maybe. Um, but for the most part, I think there is a pretty good cause for concern, just because Twitter wields so much influence. It's well, that's it's the a thing. I mean, he is popular platform. Yeah, he's he's making it a private company, which means he has, you know, control of whatever happens, but there's also still government regulations, right? I mean, uh, there's- This is the America, what regulate? I mean, mean, like, you know, hate speech and all the things that Twitter has had to struggle through, whether they did a good job of it or not. I mean, all of those issues are still there. So just because it's a private company owned by, you know, a spaceman doesn't mean that those issues are no longer- uh, central and, and of concern to not just people, but to the government and stuff. Right. I mean, right, it yeah, seems it, like it wasn't because they were a public company that they yeah. were beholden to that stuff. They're beholden to different yeah. stuff by being a public company. You no, know, they, yeah, yeah, they still have the same legal obligations, whatever they set in, you know, set up in place for that. Yeah. So, and that's where, you know, his big, his big touting thing is, Oh, you know, it's going to be freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech, you know, and uh, I don't know that, it was anything more than, uh, you know, the legal requirements of Twitter that caused a lot of the things. And I, I don't know. And and that's where I don't know exactly how accounts get disabled and blocked. And I mean, you know, elephant in the room, you know, Trump's account being disabled and turned off or whatever. I don't know at what point that was, you know, like Jack saying, oh, he's out versus the government having regulations that they had to interpret i don't i don't know how that works i honestly I don't, and I don't know what a liability question i you know i don't know actually well what, and that what one finally well, so, made them boot them and that one's a little different i mean getting that one but that one's a little different because that's a that's falls under it's a private it's a private it's an account on a private service that they can following their terms of service kick people or whatever and and try to offer recourses for that but you know they ultimately can choose who can use their service they're not required by law to allow everyone to have an account on Twitter, for instance. But they probably have to justify to make sure that they're not kicking people off for inappropriate reasons, right? I mean, sure. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, you know, I mean, baking a cake for a gay couple. I mean, that these are things that go to court, you know, like you as a private company, you can can do certain things, but you know, some of those things can be legally challenged. So I don't know, I think Musk bought himself a Pandora's box of nightmares i don't there's, know yeah there's a really good post i think like um eva galpernan uh, linked to from someone who's been in the space thinking about these issues for a long time that really that sort of went point by point into all of the thinking that everyone who tackles social media with his sorts of ideals that he's saying on day one today and that all of like the founders of twitter and all basically the founders of every social media company say at the beginning 
And then it's, it's sort of like everything's easy until you actually try to physically do something. It, yeah. Like if it's only in your mind, then it's like when you first start drawing, let's say, and like, well, in my head, it's, a, it's beautiful. And then you start actually trying to make your hand do the thing. And you're like, wow, that's doesn't look like what I imagined in my head it would look like. And the same thing is for like building a service like this. It's it's yeah, no plan survives first contact with the enemy, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's all of the stuff that goes into making this. And then, for example, there's like the best example that they gave was most of these rules have nothing really to do with with these nuanced edge cases of of blocking someone's hate, even hate speech or something like that. It has more to do with like, how do you deal with the 99.999% of the stuff that you're blocking that no one wants to see because it's literal like spam or mm. porn or like whatever the stuff is that like people didn't want to be on the platform to see, but has to be filtered. And then, but you hear about all the highly nuanced, either the algorithm that they do to automate this stuff at scale or whatever, got something wrong or whatever. But yeah, the, the climbing through all of those hoops is what now led to Twitter sort of being right or wrong being how it is today and having the rules that it has to deal with all, you know, all of these crazy edge cases at scale and having to hire people to look through, you know, the trash that the internet can produce on a daily basis to, to say that's objectionable or whatever. Well, think- having been in the position of massive amounts of content moderation, don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember back in the days when, when Linux Journal had a had well massive amounts of comments, massive amounts of user interaction, and each article became a debate, and and uh, those are the good old days. But but yeah. you know, in amongst that, it was it was filtering. We it was probably two to five percent of all comments were actual real comments, and the rest was spam. And we had powerful filters to get rid of most of it. And then but the it, it was it's just such a difficult thing. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a sort of the thing. anyone who has set up a forum or done anything like that, you know, you, you will approach the whole thing initially with a certain set of ideals about how you'll handle things. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have either automated spam that ruins half of it, or just like legitimately awful people who you, mm-hmm. so you <laughs> like, like, you'll have a person who wasn't awful, then they did something that they like legitimately violated something. And therefore you had to do some sort of moderation step that they then didn't like, and so they need revenge. And then people start doing all kinds of crazy stuff to get revenge. And, you know, like whether it's a chat room or a forum or anything, anyone who has moderated that has had at least one instance where someone, you upset one person who's very tenacious and who wants, who wanted to then do anything they could to take it down and, and, you know, grief people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand his motivation. My, my suspicion is that very little will change. With Twitter, mm-hmm. I, I think that we will see very, very few changes. Probably we'll get an edit feature because he's said that, and that would be a visible thing that the masses would be like, "Oh, he he did it. He gave us edit." Um, but I've even heard him think through in real time the ramifications of that. Uh, in one of the interviews, he's like, "Yeah, like there should be an edit." But of course, if you if you edit it, I think it'll probably uh, remove all of the retweets and and likes because otherwise you could be changing what somebody was retweeting. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, so you're deleting 
and making another tweet. I mean, what's the difference between? <laughs> and, and that's how, for instance, that's how Mastodon implements such a thing. It has an edit button, but the button's called delete and redraft. Yeah. Whatever, and so right? that's what he described and called it an edit button. You can do that now. There's just not a one-step thing. It's two steps. Delete the tweet, retweet yeah. the tweet. <laughs> yeah. And Mastodon's already ahead. Yeah, so Mastodon. Speaking. I know that's where we're going. I was just trying. Yeah, to we're getting there eventually. Wrap but my brain this around. Is important too. Why? I, I don't. I don't know. I guess it's just when you have all the money in the world, you just want attention. So maybe that's it. It's just it's easy to be there. It's it's easier to be impulsive and do impulsive things that most of us are constrained by the limitations of not having infinite resources to bring the bear to something you want. You know, yeah. and so you're sort of like the. The problem you're facing is I don't like this and that about Twitter and I'm getting in trouble for all of the tweets I'm doing all the time and I like to troll a lot of people and do all this stuff and wouldn't it be cool if I could be in charge of that and no one could tell me, yeah. you know, whatever, and like wait I could be I don't like you and I would be like well yeah but what can you do I mean, other than run my own mastodon instance I can't. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, which is not the same thing right, but if you have unlimited resources then you're like well I don't like that I could probably bring some of my resources to bear to make that the way I want it, you know? And so, and, yeah. and if you grew up that way too, like this is also probably maybe more of a class warfare kind of deal maybe, but if you grew up in an air, in a, in a, in a certain level of privilege where you kind of got most of the things that you want, then you're going to see things a different way. I think than if you don't mm -hmm. so. solve your problems with money. Yeah. I, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. I think, I mean, with owning Twitter comes a lot of power at this point today anyway but i think it's also it's a little bit of a, it's just a trophy i think that there's that. Yeah, i was gonna I mean, say imagine, a, lot of, a lot of power but at what cost i wouldn't want to be in charge of twitter holy crap what a nightmare <laughs> yeah well but you wouldn't want to would you want to build a rocket and but, send yourself in space? i mean maybe well, more than i would want twitter okay. <laughs> well, but, but also if it were like your main hangout you know like if it were like your main digital hangout and I mean, you have like this big identity and power on you know there could be bar. a temptation <laughs> to want to have ultimate power there you know like there's a there's a difference between the level that we use twitter and the level of follower counts that all of us have collectively Versus someone at his level where you like, you can sway and influence stuff already just by the power of yeah. you saying something, right? Mention and, Dogecoin and the price, you know, goes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like make real world changes, you know, by saying something very, you know, I mean, imagine that and then say, well, and I could control all of that power, you know, instead of just the limited power I have by my many millions of followers. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I would just, do it, but Hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. And I, like I said, I don't think we're going to see any significant changes whatsoever. I think it's going to be handled by the people who already work there. Um, <laughs> if they stick you know. around. <laughs> yeah. Those who stick around know. or those so that he hires. It's very, you know. uh, competitive right now. And I, I, I did see somebody raise the point that a lot of tech companies um, as part of their compensation packages are stock units, right? So you get paid your salary and then you get, um, stock but if it's not public there's no stock so are they going to make up the difference with anyone i mean they they could also they could issue shares of a private company as well but i don't know it just it just changes a lot of things i think for for twitter employees and i you know i think a lot of them maybe don't want to work for elon musk you know i've i've heard that he's maybe not the greatest to work for i don't know i mean i've but seen I guess plenty there of there are rumors reports. about everybody well, no, I mean, well, even outside of rumors, I've seen the reports of how he approaches work 
and his expectations of his employees. And he essentially, because he's a workaholic, Mm -hmm. he expects all of his employees to be a workaholic too. You know, he works 80 to 120 hours a week on his seven different CEO gigs or whatever, and pretty much expects anyone who works under him to work at least 80 hour weeks. Right. And if not more, because it's more, it's certainly more economical and to his benefit because he's put his entire life and identity into these, into being the, in charge of these companies um, and expects everyone that works for the place to do the same, even though yeah. that's an unreasonable request. You know, it's, un- right. I can understand, I could understand someone being like, I like space and space travel. And I have an identity kind of associated with that to a point. Um, and maybe of, of his companies, that's one where I could see someone really feel, feeling a sense of mission, you know, with some of that. But if you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, on, an, I'm on an assembly line making cars, like it's, it, a lot of people are on assembly lines making cars and they're like, that's my identity in my life. I'm going to spend 80, 100 hour, 120 hours a week um, foregoing family and anything else just to put to the lithium this. ion stickers on the batteries. That's my job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's the expectation. It's like, no, you should really forego anything else and give, give, yeah. put your life on the line for the company. And, you know, yeah. we just don't live in that area anymore. At least many people don't, but and if something does. happens on Christmas day, so be it, <laughs> you know, still Christmas yeah. day work anyway. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, we'll see on, on that, on that end. Well, who knows, but, uh, but so, you know, we have seen a lot of people talking about leaving. I, I've actually noticed a few um, people who you know, I used to follow from a long time ago, early, early Twitter days, but ha- who have a, you know, a pretty huge following delete their accounts. I just, I just saw it the, the last night. I was like, whoa, that person deleted their account. That's crazy. Um, so, so that's happening, but, you know, you know, anecdotally here and there, I don't know on what scale, but then mm-hmm. also I'm seeing a lot more activity in the Fediverse, which is what Yeah, well, just on Mastodon Social, apparently Eugen mentioned that um, like something along the lines of seeing like twice, it was like things are slow right now because I'm literally seeing twice the activity that yeah. I was seeing a week or two ago or whatever, you know, not to mention all the other signups and everything else. Just it's, and that's just on his one instance, you know, like that with all the other instances out there, many of them are seeing the same mm-hmm. kind of a deal right now. Right. And many more are spinning up. I mean, there's, you yeah. know, they're spinning up now. And I think that, I, I think this is the, the digital version of moving to Canada. Right. I mean, I think that <laughs> a lot of people sort of. with the, with the thing though, that you can quote unquote, buy the house <laughs> and not really move there. I think a lot of people are creating Mastodon accounts, even if they're not going to leave Twitter, you know, it's like sure. they're, their painless like protests like oh yeah well i'm moving to mastodon and they'll well, and also just trying it out you know just also yeah. like okay well let me go ahead and reserve my account or whatever and i mean this is had this isn't the first time that there's been this sort of thing yeah. this feels different to me but um this isn't the first there was a there were a couple of a number of years ago there's this whole infosec uh in mass move to mastodon that mm-hmm. lasted a so like a lot of people I've seen a number of infosec people that pop back up from that era like oh yeah I had my Mastodon account I dusted it off and here I am again you know and so there's been things like that this feels different but yeah I mean I'm sure plenty of people are just sort of like well I'm going to see what this is see if it is an alternative and then if enough the thing is though when it comes to critical mass or network effects you really just sort of need you need the enough people to sort of tip it over to where you're like, oh, it's fine. I can talk to the same people for the most part. And it's fine. 
It's it the thing that makes it beautiful, but the thing that makes it beautiful is also a, a thing that makes it frustrating because let's say um, you wanted to uh, follow my comic on Mastodon, right? Or mm-hmm. on the Fediverse or whatever you call the group of instances out there. Um, how, how would you find it? I would probably go to your site or yeah. something that something related to you already because yeah, you would the same way I would on Twitter, because I wouldn't know what you would call your Twitter instance. I would have to guess. And I wouldn't know if that's official. Like the, the difference is there's also a domain name to consider, but the username mm-hmm. as it were is also, you know, there's a billion usernames on Twitter and, and one of them might actually be your comic, but, right. and I could guess and maybe land on the right one, but and, maybe not. Yeah. And is so your comic on, on Mastodon? Does, no. Yeah, do you have and an so, so when I'm looking for somebody on Twitter, I, I go to Google, like you just said, you know, you search for it, go to my website. I, I don't know somebody's website. So I generally search for like Kyle Rankin Twitter. Right. And then uh, I would look in if there's a, a verified one, like, oh, good. Now I don't have to like figure out if it's really him. Uh, I, I don't even know what to search for. I, would it just be Mastodon? Like, Kyle Rankin yeah. Mastodon? Would it be Kyle Rankin Fediverse? Kyle Rankin? I, I don't know. Maybe Kyle it's Rankin not Mastodon. And then probably if someone wants to be found on there, they would have some sort of reference to it somewhere, either from the, the search engines that are searching Mastodon accounts um, and then would see my name again, if I wanted to be found uh, yeah. it, like, cause you would ultimately have some sort of post of, you can find me, find me at Mastodon at whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just like you would, other places, I suppose. And, and at least the major instances are indexed and searched, I think, to a degree. There, I mean, I think there are also searches you can do within Mastodon itself. That, I wondered about that. It does instances. It, it does span instances. That's I wondered that. Because like if let's say I'm tweeting something, uh, or tooting, I think is the Mastodon uh, yeah. lingo. Yep. And I, I like wanted posting. to <laughs> and I wanted to mention someone or whatever the mentioning verbiage is for mastodon uh you know if i just do at and then start typing will it search across instances or will it just search the local instance Well, what it does is it'll start it'll start with i think your contact list i this is something i'm I'm like guessing based on the behavior i've observed i don't know protocol Mm -hmm. level what it's actually doing but what i've observed is that it assumes it starts with like local instance if you just do at name then it fills in the domain name if you start, but then there's also like a search when you're doing an at uh, that brings down other other names that sort of match across instances. And I think some of it has to do with people you follow. So I think it favors people you follow first. And mm-hmm. then, because you're probably going to add someone that maybe you follow, but and then after that, you, it does like a search, you can do like a search for okay. other people. I just found two accounts for you, by the way, Sean. Yep. I don't know which one you use, but I found two. Of that's them. actually that's my next my next issue is that um I don't know what instance to go with. I, I just don't I know. And I know. So I have this is more a whole, than one. This and that's is the, the whole one, thing. And, that's and I thought this was something maybe thing. we could talk about. Yeah. Well, and so the best thing to do to, for me, my understanding is the best thing to do is to, is to start like it, for example, if you have a friend who's like, I want to find out about this, what should I do? The best thing to tell them to do is to go to joinmastodon.org. And then because unlike, for example, you could say just go to mastodon.social, but even like Oigan was saying, like 
part of the reason we're getting all this load is everyone just sort of default goes here and that's fine, except that there's all these other instances that are fine too. And if you go to joinmastodon.org, it has a list of all kinds of different instances and the affinity groups that they serve. Yeah. For example, there's Fostodon that is focused on free and open source software and has people that like that sort of thing. There's like BSD related ones. Right. Um, and there's the all these other is, affinity groups. That's, I mean, it's the cheesecake menu problem, right? There's, yeah, there's too, many, too many things. It's paralysis of choice. I, I, what if I pick the wrong one? And I clearly did because there's already more than one account, you know, on a, a different instance. And uh, I think but, that's the biggest thing. Twitter, but, there's a Twitter. You go to Twitter and you have a Twitter account. Uh, it's tougher but, to. But I mean, how? So a couple of things. One is what is what makes the wrong one? As long as you can see people and they can see, you know, if you can follow people and they follow you, and then you have that. I, other than you don't agree with their policies or something like that, that's sort of like someone recently likened it to. I sort of like this analogy a little bit. It's sort of like picking an apartment complex mm -hmm, where <laughs> you sort of look like what neighborhood is it in? What, you know, is, do I, do I, what things do I care about as far as who my neighbors are and what the policies are, what's the landlord like that sort of thing. Um, and if you find it, you're in a bad one, you just move, you know, yeah. you can move to a different one. You can. And that was going to be my example. I was going to throw you under the bus and say, you know, you had a Mastodon.social account. I think that's where it was, the yeah. instance that you were originally on. And yeah. now you are on your company's Librem One yeah. instance. And there is a there's a a way to move, sort of. Yeah. Because all of your stuff is still on Mastodon.social. Uh, it doesn't move your toots over. They're still on that instance. And it may or you, we weren't sure if it actually moved your followers to the new one. I don't know. I don't know that it does necessarily. I don't know that I would want it to like as a policy, not for me personally, obviously that would be convenient, but as a policy, if you yeah. move. And that's the thing. I mean, want to allow people to, I, I get that. You wouldn't want people to like, Oh, all of a sudden I'm following somebody on, you know, like port instance dot. I like horses. What the heck? Why would I follow yeah. somebody on that instance? You know? Uh, so I, I, the idea of it, moving your followers seems hinky so i doubt it does i know it like leaves a forwarding address or whatever but if let's say i'm on mastodon.social and let's say that i have gathered five million followers because people really like how my cats look on their cat tree and i just take mm -hmm. pictures and everybody just loves it i'm famous for that and then all of a sudden cat tree dot social is an instance that uh, I, I come up with. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my whole world now. And I move there. Mm -hmm. Then what? Or maybe Mastodon Social says, you know what? We are sick of freaking cat photos. So we're, we're not allowing cat photos anymore. Well, that's my entire world. That's my whole legacy. I have well, to move to another instance well, you now. You can export well, it. Well, no, well, let me give you an even, right. an even better example. Let's say they're using an instance and then this, and a billionaire decides that they mm -hmm. want to buy it and potentially change the policies in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, if it were, if this happened to a Mastodon instance, all of your followers could use the same clients that they're currently using with the same accounts they already have and follow you with the new instance you decide to land at. Yeah, the but... issue with Twitter right now is when the same sort of thing happens, you have no choice. Like it's much easier to move Mastodon instances from both the client, from both the follower and the, the poster yeah. Um, standpoint than it is on a, a service where everyone has to use the one thing and it doesn't federate at all. Yes, but 
because there are so many options, I mean, is it possible to move? Yes, but everybody would have to re-follow me at somewhere else. And maybe, you know, my account is still there saying, hey, Sean's now over here, go there, you know, because they're like, why haven't I seen cat photos? Um, I don't know. It, it's just, it adds a layer of complexity that I don't think people are going to be um, willing to do. It, it, it's not as easy. It, it's it's what are you talking about? It's way easier than do, than moving from one Twitter instance to another. <laughs> and that, well, here's a question: is that is that such a bad thing that it's not that easy? I well, mean, okay. Well, the other thing is is how it's not going. I don't I don't see it as being a common enough thing. It's sure it's a thing that can. It, it's more that this is an extra option that you didn't have before, that you now have on this platform. Is that you can choose what instance you're on, and you can potentially move. But more likely than not, someone's going to stick with whatever they were on originally um, and just post because it's all federated and because you can still talk to everyone that's on all of the other, you know, cat photo instances um, and see all of that stuff. So you, there's less of a need to feel like you have to move unless you strongly disagree with, say, the moderation policies or some other issues with the instance that you're on, in which case it's sort of like. If you live in a, it's, I mean, it's, there's similar things to living in states in the United States. Um, there are overarching federal rules. So you could think of this like the Mastodon protocol itself for the most part, but then there's individual state laws that differ from state to state based on what the people there decide that they like. And sometimes those things change in ways that people that are there don't like, and then they can decide to either stick around or move. Um, it's easier in Mastodon, I think, than moving to a different state. I can only so, say that I am still unable to decide what instance to use. And so I don't use Mastodon. How sad I, is I that? I just used uh, Librem 1 because <laughs> it well, was really But here's the thing do. is, and that's the other thing is what it allows you to do is experiment. Like for example, on Librem 1, our instance may not necessarily be for everyone because we picked, we have intentionally disabled certain features and changed certain things to, because of, to take a diff, slightly different approach than a lot of Mastodon instances do and some people would not like, for example, most, almost all Mastodon instances have a general timeline and a federated timeline, like a local timeline and federated timeline. So that's like a stream of consciousness. Someone's posting something right now on your local instance. You'll see it streamed by if you go to that column. And the federated version similar, just with whatever instances it can grab local, that are federated around, you'll sort of see like a live feed of stuff. And Many people love that feature because it's like discoverability. I can see what people are talking about, especially if you have a very small instance. They like the idea if I can see all of the other people that are talking about cat photos on my cat photo instance uh, at one time. We made a conscious choice not to do that because we wanted to only have you see things you explicitly opt into. Mm -hmm. So you would never see like an algorithmic feed or never see anything except the things you that you, I want to follow this content. I want to follow this person and only and see what they they produce. So we disable those features. We also disable direct messaging because we we feel it's insecure. And so until it's end to end encrypted, we didn't want to have people think a false sense of privacy and security. So we turned it off. A lot of people that's controversial to a lot of people too. So there's a lot of things about the Libra One instance that may not appeal to everyone. And for those people, you have the 99% of all the other instances that have those features, right? That you can, you can use, but yeah, I mean, so I, I totally get the analysis paralysis argument, but for most of those people, I would say then pick Mastodon.social. It's the biggest instance. It's the most popular. 
Um, it's, it seems to be pretty scalable, especially considering all the flood of people going there and it'll be around. So it's, it's a safe bet. You know, it's the closest to being on a gigantic Twitter instance where everyone's in one place. I kind of like that nobody can DM me. I kind of like that part. I, but again, every, every person's, um, you know, preferences are going to be a little bit different and that's why you have options, but yes, analysis, and, paralysis, decision. Paralysis. Yeah. And I, I should say, I, Mastodon is amazing, right? And I think it's it's a brilliant technology. I love the idea of the Federation. <laughs> the Federation sounds like, a, <laughs> like I'm talking about Star Trek, <laughs> Star Trek here, but um, I, I'm just it, it's more of a of a and a usability standpoint for myself in that it, I just have a difficult time figuring out how to fit it into my idea of social media as it is, you know, for myself. And uh, yeah, it's it's the it's the paralysis of choice. There's just too many. I probably, honestly, probably what I'm going to end up doing is I'll probably have my own instance with just me so that I never have to worry about what I'm associated with other than myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a weird solution, but, you know, then I at least know that I didn't pick wrong because it's... Well, it's not that weird, though, because if it's a domain that I already know belongs to mm-hmm. you, then I know, oh, well, that's definitely the legit yeah and honestly uh, that cannot. really is where i'm where i'm headed and then i will probably i assume there's a way to actually delete accounts on instances rather than have like a forwarding thing even because i i i'm uncomfortable with like dangling me's out there that's just weird for me too so i don't know i don't have a solution i just have i think you could delete that i, I think you can complaints. delete accounts i think that there's an option to leave a forwarding address as it were and then there's mm-hmm. an option to delete an account understanding the implication is someone could then re-register that account yeah just like an email address right like if you get rid of if you move off of gmail and move somewhere else then mm-hmm. eventually that email right. address i believe comes back up for someone else to use and you, they could start getting messages emails intended for your old account Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, those are just my my sadnesses with with it, and probably the solution. I mean, truly, that was that was the end of my whole not rant necessarily, just you know talking about the things so, that yeah, I personally struggle with. Probably my solution is to spin up my own instance with a domain that I own that will be associated with me. Yeah. Well, and that gives you the full control. I mean, this is that control. Is something that there's a, a long-standing feature that we just haven't had the resources to bring to bear to hire people to build it for Libram One that I would love, which is to allow individuals to tag other people's posts in a way that only they can see or optionally their followers can see. So the idea is you can add, you know, I, I create a post, I can put hashtags that let you know the topics or whatever that it's about. And you can choose to follow hashtags and see all the posts that are tagged right. that way. But imagine if as an individual, you could tag, you follow someone like, oh, they made a really great post about Kubernetes, but they keep forgetting to do hashtag Kubernetes. So no one can find their great post about Kubernetes. I'm going to tag it Kubernetes so I can see it when I'm filtering stuff. It's sort of like tagging something after the fact for searchability. Imagine if you could do that, not in a graffiti way, like the poster wouldn't see it because then you could do like briefing kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, spammy type stuff or whatever. You can tag it for your own uses. And then imagine, so you do that first for yourself. So all these posts that they do, I want to find it later. I will tag with find it later or whatever. You tag it with whatever you want. So that's number one. So then it's searchable. Then imagine you can share, you can allow other users 
other your followers could also follow your tags just like they can follow your boosts also you know what what mastodon calls retweets because that's a toggleable thing right like you can say i want to see your retweets or boost and i or i don't imagine you could do that with your tags too so then what that allows you to do is say there's someone who's really good about tagging kubernetes stuff um and i follow them and follow their tags and then i see all of this content when i do searches also imagine so that's the positive instance the negative instance is what if someone what if there's a group of people that are really good about identifying hate speech in a way that i agree with you know based on my policies for hate speech we see eye to eye on what those things are and if they tag something as hate speech i don't want to see it you can assign hashtag filters in mastodon to filter those things already but they have to be hashtags that are already exist um, so imagine if you if you had a group of trusted people or maybe a trusted instance say a trusted AI, a bot that you follow that uses some sort of algorithm that you agree with that then tags things that follow whatever the policy is. Uh, and you follow that and follow its hashtags and you could filter based on that stuff. So you could basically all the things that moderators currently kind of do on the instance that it requires a moderator to do, the individual would have the authority to do it. Now you as someone who runs your own instance, you could do a lot of the stuff yourself already, but imagine an individual being able to do that. And the reason, what I like about that, and the reason I was, I want Libra One eventually to do this, is I don't like the idea of hiring people to be moderators of really horrible content. It does like all the psychological damage, and I kind of think it's unethical. Um, I have a story so, to tell you when you're done about that. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so yeah. So. I, I think, well, if someone, I would much rather someone, like if it can be somewhat crowdsourced and you could just say, I don't, I don't want to see anything that anyone that I trust says is either hate speech or not safe for work or whatever it is. And your client that filters it, you know, or again, the opposite positive side is I, I want to see all this stuff um, that is tagged this way. So anyway. you basically subscribe to moderators or moderation yeah. that you agree yeah. with. And it's community driven instead of it being the moderator of the instance, which mm -hmm. is generally a bunch of sysadmin in Mastodon, you know, yeah. it's just, instead it's like whoever, whatever people you follow that you trust. So. Yeah. And that, that is great. Hiring somebody to filter horrible stuff is bad. I, I worked at a school district when students first started to be able to get <laughs> online when the internet was uh, becoming a thing fun. that students could get to. And the policy of the school district at that time was when students were browsing porn, I had to search through the logs, find the porn, print pictures of the porn to oh put into God. a file for the principal's superintendents. I, put I in still their have, private collection or like I what? still have nightmares. Oh my gosh. The things that I had to search kids? for and print the kids? out. Yeah. Found stuff that gave you nightmares? That's interesting. Oh, oh of course, horses. kids are better at that sort of thing. So much horse porn. I'm telling you, it's messed up. It's. What? what? I, I don't. Yeah. I, I, and see, that's the thing is, as someone who's now, who like hires so people to, to say to myself, I'm hiring someone whose job it is to do this, I don't, I don't want Mastodon admins to necessarily have to do that. And, and I'm not saying yeah. this is. None of these things are ultimate solutions to anything. That's the thing is there aren't like, and Elon Musk will also realize this there. None of these things have ultimate wave magic wands. I have a billion dollars. So I can fix it solutions. Yeah. Almost nothing does, but there are ways to make parts of these things better. And at least with Mastodon, again, 
it's you have these affinity groups that like really awful objectionable content or whatever and they also gravitate to certain mastodon instances where they post all that stuff and to the point that moderators if you're a moderator of an of a mastodon instance you can ban entire other instances so you can block on a user level the other thing is is reporting works both ways so you can on Mastodon, from a different instance, if someone reports one of your users, you as a moderator will see it, and you can choose to act or not. Um, their moderators can also choose to block on their end if the moderator of the remote instance doesn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And if there's enough problems with an instance where someone says, we don't believe this instance does any moderation, um, and their, their users are spammers or whatever, you can block the entire instance from federating to your network, protecting your users from it. There's all of these extra options that you can bring to bear on the problem that's more sort of community-minded. So I do have one question and it goes back to the school. Did the kids know that you were printing <laughs> out the stuff that they looked at or did they not yeah. know? I, I mean, what they found out afterwards when they got in trouble and like- the, Oh my oh. God. Oh, it was, so I have all kinds of feels, all kinds it of ways was, about that. But it anyway, was a different time too. This yeah, is, it was sure. Yeah, it, I know. It was we hadn't worked new. out these things yet. No. It was, uh, oh man. The, the, yeah, the please don't hire somebody whose job it is to look through hate speech print out or anything porn. all day long. Yeah, yeah uh, at least awful. not until we have universal health care that includes mental health. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean that's so. Yeah, I, I don't like that idea, and so I'm like, well, what's it's not that it's great to also say, well, then the community has to look at all this stuff. But the thing is, the community is already seeing some of that stuff. Yeah. The community might, and the other, so it combines with my other thought about it, which is to not put content in someone's face that they didn't opt into. So how would you see this objectionable content if you're not, if you don't have an algorithm showing you things to see, if you don't have a live stream, that's the reason that we disable Fedder, that we disabled the timelines is then you would see someone else on my instance posted this horse porn or whatever. And now I have to see it. Um, I would only see that if someone I followed either right. did it themselves or boosted it or someone commented. Right. And in all of those instances, I'm either opt into something or I have my own moderation abilities on. If someone comments, I can either block that person if they do that um, or then report them and do all of that. Or if it's someone I follow and if I keep following someone who posts stuff I don't like, then I can stop following them and then I won't see it. Yeah, I think it, it will not help with um, depolarization, though. I mean, because you're going to find the things that you like, whether they're good or bad, and uh, see less of the things that you disagree with. And I mean, that's already an issue that this isn't a mastodon yeah, problem, that's just but a... I mean, it's it certainly isn't going to help with uh, polarization because so it's, it's just going to keep happening. It's early Twitter back before the, the timeline was quite as manipulated. It's literally just who you, who you followed and that's it in chronological do you remember, order. Do you remember when Twitter was so new that you could actually just watch the public timeline? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, because was it wasn't. A long time ago though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just like you had your, your, your followers. You just went to twitter.com, right? And like, and it was or, just all the tweets. it didn't tweets. have an E in it. It was like. T-W-T-T-R or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, you, you could just watch yep. the stream in real time of all tweets yep. happening. Yeah. Weird. But yeah. <laughs> um, but I kind of, I, that's the thing that I kind of like about um, the Fediverse is that it feels like, it feels like early Twitter or, you know, even IRC or, or you know, the things that, that we as nerds are more used to in that it's a, it's kind of a nerd space. <laughs> <laughs> the, the general public has not caught on and it's 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 small and and um 
And I kind of like that. I like that there's a slight barrier to entry and that you have to want to use it uh, a little bit more <laughs> than you want to use Twitter. Well, there's also like this, there's more, there's a, a different sort of cultural sense to it. You know, it's not, it hasn't, it's not gamified in the same way. Like it's not mm-hmm. about getting extra likes and getting all that. There's not like the dopamine hit in the same way and uh, encourage sort of manipulated timeline feeds and all of that stuff. And so there's just like a different, like if you're going there because I want to go there and then get a big following and then make a lot of money somehow, like that's not necessarily the platform to, to do such yeah. a thing. It's not necessarily about that. It does bring up another another issue though, that uh, this isn't a good issue or bad, it's just something to think about. Um, you know, you mentioned that if if I do spin up an instance with the domain that I own, and you know that I own the domain, so obviously it's pretty clear that it's my actual account. Uh, verification, a uh, verification on Twitter is stupid. Now, yes, I have a blue check mark because I'm just so super cool, but uh, that process is challenging and difficult, and it's so easy to set up a fake account uh, with Mastodon. There's no form of verification other than maybe you know spinning up your own instance with your own domain. So. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, it's uh, a out of it's an out of band thing. So it would yeah, so it has to be like your own it's it's an out of it's a, look I mean, at my it's public a, key to see if it's really me kind of thing. <laughs> that kind of thing, or like yeah. go to my go to my blog. Go, yeah. There's some other means at which you know I I'm me. Yeah, that's kind of what then, I was getting at. You know, like yeah. the thing that's public. Go to my website or go to my email well, signature I'm, or something. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Like when I'm giving talks and someone wants to know what my Twitter is, it's like on my slide or whatever. You know, like that's yeah. how you would know is legit and. If there are multiple people with the same name, even on Twitter, that's kind of what you would have to do. Uh, you know, I mean, they have the verified thing, but, you know, you got one, I guess, but I, I'm sure there's plenty of people who would like one that will not get one ever, mm. you know, and even then it's sort of like, well, what about the two people with the same name, you know, the same real name that have some variation of it? I don't know. So, so they're both, let's, they're both. can we talk a little bit about how to host your own? Um, if you go to joinmastodon.org, they have the whole section just sort of talks you through it. Yeah, pretty sure there's even level like of difficulty. Docker it's like a one-click digital ocean kind of deal or something. Yeah. Is it I, so it's safe to assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you can probably figure it out pretty easily? It's like a Rails app from what I remember. <laughs> okay. I, I've I'm never even sure bothered a to look. Docker image all ready to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Too, it's so. one of those things. Like it's it's popular enough and enough people have like done WordPress this that it's all yeah, it's just sort of it's like WordPress kind of thing where you just yeah. sort of follow the WordPress is kind of a pain to run in Docker, I just want to say. Yeah, well <laughs> tried. Persistence, you know. Persistent data. Well, so okay. This is completely off topic, but with uh WordPress has this weird thing where it forces uh, SSL, which sounds like a good thing, but when you try to run it in Docker, Docker has uh, you know, the weird networking stuff. So mm-hmm. you generally have a, a reverse proxy that handles SSL. And so they do have the the Docker image that disables SSL by default um, and accepts the reverse proxy headers. But if you just try to put a standard install of WordPress on a server behind a, a reverse proxy, it it's really challenging. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a pain in the butt. Anyway, that's a whole, sorry, that's a whole side topic, but anyway. I do really enjoy the idea of hosting your own as a verification measure. I, I, I like that. I like the idea of being, you know, Catherine at CatherineJuckman.com or whatever, because, you know, it's definitely me. You know, it's me. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I guess people know it's me. 
I mean, the same thing with an email, right? If you see yeah. Kyle at kylerank.in or whatever, and you know that that's a website that I post my stuff on, then it kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, it's like a legit domain or whatever. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of inspired now and I want that to be my weekend project, maybe, except I have like a Do really it. long list of other ones. <laughs> I've got a lot going on. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, you know, I think it's worthwhile. I think, um, so that's actually going back to the original uh, question is, you know, what's going to happen to Twitter when Elon Musk takes over? That's one of the things he mentioned is verification for everyone, which is controversial because, you know, maybe that maybe there are people who want to remain anonymous. You know, verification is great for people who want it and for people who want other people to be verified, but not everybody does. You know, so I wouldn't foresee it being a requirement. Um, I mean, verification for all who want it makes sense. Yeah, verification. Yeah. I, I imagine that that was more like a it's almost like a chicken in every pot kind of thing. Verification for everyone who wants it. You know, when I'm in charge, yeah, all I mean, these but there are people wanted, who would can have. There are people who would push for mandatory verification because some people believe that that is a way to deal with misinformation. I, I think that that is false. And <laughs> well, it's also um, a great way to deal with monetization. I mean, that's why Facebook yeah. wants to have wants to, to have individuals be verified to some degree that it's an individual. Yeah, they're worth more. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean <laughs> shared with us some of his frustrations. I wondered um, maybe Kyle or, you know, you're not, I, I use it. I don't use it as much as you do, but you know, I use it a, a little, a fair amount. I've, you know, since, um, since we spun off the podcast uh, from Linux journal, we, uh, we've posted all of the episodes on, on, uh, a mastodon account i use it fairly regularly but i'm not a i'm not a power user but it does have a lot of really nice features maybe we could talk about all the reasons why it's you know it's more fun than twitter sure well i will say the one feature i just learned about like today that i don't use yet because i just learned about it today but apparently if you go to any account like the url to go to their account like mastodon.instance slash at username and you add .rss, you get the RSS feed for Ooh, I didn't know that. that person. So if all the things that can feed and act on RSS, you could potentially script or set up or do all of that stuff. Um, that's not why I use it because I just learned about that feature. But I, yeah, I've been using it. I've had a leg in both it and Twitter for a couple of years now where I've been basically cross-posting it. I post once in Twitter and once in Mastodon. And the thing is, I always post in Twitter first, not because I prefer it, but because it only has a 280 character limit on the posts. So I have to make sure it's going to fit there first because there's a there's plenty of cases because Mastodon has a 500 character limit per mm-hmm. post. So there's plenty of cases where I could write it in Mastodon first and then, oh, it doesn't fit in Twitter. And there's, there's scripts and bots and different things you can use that will help you cross posts and it will turn into multiple posts and all that stuff. I just have like a, a thread, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I post once in one and, and the same thing in the other. And I just try to post twice to maintain both. I have to say, while it is certainly the, the only thing I prefer about Twitter is just there are more people that I follow that are on there. I would prefer in general, if all of the people that I follow on Twitter were on Mastodon, I wouldn't have a reason to use Twitter anymore myself because I just like, I like the site better. I like the assurances I get about it better. I like the fact that I, if I were using an official app, I wouldn't have to constantly fight the, the chronological versus recommended timelines for things. Um, and I, I like the culture better of like the, I, there's a couple extra interesting features. I like the way that it, it allows you to wrap 
text in a content warning. So you can say if something's not safe for work kind of thing, you can wrap it in a not safe for work content warning where you can post it and you have to click on it to see it. People use that a lot, not just for that particular type of thing, but for example, a, a spoiler. If you want to type something and then want to embed a spoiler um, for people that maybe you're talking, for example, let's say that you're talking about the latest episode of whatever show and there's a spoiler that you want to talk about, you can wrap that in a content warning. And then uh, people who follow you who also watch the show can open that only after they've seen the episode, but they can see that you posted about it, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so I think that's a really powerful feature that's really useful. That um, the other one I really like is at least the, the clients I, I use, they automatically post up whenever you post an image, the accessibility features so that you mm -hmm. can write uh, a descriptive text for that actually that recently changed in Twitter. So you can add alt tags pretty easily now. Oh, that's it used nice. To be, yeah. It used to be more challenging to do. Yeah. You had and, to look for it. Yeah. And um, I, that was an issue for me because I, I should be putting alt tags in all my comics with a description mm -hmm. of all the text that's on there. And I don't. So that's something I really want to start doing. And the only reason that I realized it is because Twitter made it easier to do, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Mastodon on my Mastodon client. It's just like, if you upload an image, it so right on, there, on my phone, field. Yeah, on my phone, I use something called, I think, um, Toodle. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, yeah, it, it automatically opens the tab. Once it uploads, it goes to the next tab. And it's like a form. It just automatically says, what's the alt text if you want to add it? And it just assumes that you would, you know. And, the, and there's a lot of things like that where just because it's a more community-minded approach, the incentives behind the features that are added are different than the features that you might be incentivized to add in a commercial product that is proprietary, let's say. And so, I don't know, there's a lot of things like that, that like the RSS feed thing, or like wow. all of that sort of thing. The community behind it, like a lot of people that are on it don't want it to necessarily be just like Twitter was. And so they resist a lot of the negativity that you can, at least on the instances that I'm on and the people that I follow. I'm sure there are plenty of other instances out there that have people that want it to be awful and and are awful on it but i don't have to see those people because they're not thrown in my face i'm curious <laughs> i'm kind of browsing in another window here about uh twitter mastodon bridges to see like what degree of interact interactability i think that's a word i made up uh you know to you can pull in your timeline apparently to mastodon you can't interact with it directly from mastodon so i'm, I'm gonna look at that because i i mean I, I sounded like i was complaining about mastodon for this whole episode i think it, <laughs> again i really really like mastodon i want to i want it to be the thing that i that i use and love it's just there's some hurdles for me personally that make it difficult so well, well for instance i don't know if you have traditionally used if this then that or not yeah but if you I did i believe you can get rss inputs for it yeah. and if and if you can, then you could potentially have like a something you post on Mastodon automatically show up on Twitter or whatever yeah. as a it's, like cross posting stuff. If this, then that got weird. Now you, you like oh, it's it? a fully paid service. You can have like yeah, one or two weird. automations. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah, there's 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 free software projects out there that allow right. you to create a bridge. If you look up Twitter Mastodon bridge, that's literally what I just thing. googled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a few that do various parts of it, and some of them are some of them are self-hosted and it's all free software for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't use one. I've, I keep looking into it every now and then. I'm just sort of like, eh, like I, I never crossed the threshold of wanting to set one up because I just post them. I just copy paste yeah. every single one. So it's, I just sort of deal with it. Well, this, this talk has only solidified my 
my original thought that in order to really feel good about using Mastodon, I need to have my own instance. So I think that'll be something that happens as I also start hosting all of my own email servers coming very soon to a micro data center near me. So what would be amazing, imagine if Twitter were already using the same protocol as Mastodon and say you just called it Muscadon. And <laughs> you could imagine if it were already federated and how we wouldn't even have to have this conversation. It would just sort of be like, yeah, I've on my, my particular Mastodon instance, I follow, you know, your name at twitter.com yeah. and it's no different than anything else. And it all just sort of fit. I mean, it would just, it would solve the problem. It would be nice, you know, and that's how the rest of it is. And it's how ideally Twitter should be. They keep talking about creating some sort of open protocol, but what's interesting is that project is not, they're not saying we're going to use uh, ActivityPub. They're saying we're going to come up with basically a new standard that then everyone else can copy right. us and use our thing that we come up with instead. Mm-hmm. Right. I, uh, the, I think the question, Sean, though, is which, which domain are you going to use? Yeah, and I don't How do you decide which one? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Brainofshawn.com, nerdlings.net, seanpowers.com with the zero for the O. All of these things could be penguinjournal.com which i also own <laughs> no no any of them would be great but, oh thanks you know. now i can't decide which one of my own domains <laughs> yeah, to use thanks a lot Catherine. <laughs> i know sorry yeah. that's a whole new paralysis of choice we'll just create 70 yeah. Yeah. mastodon instances yeah and have forwards on all of 69 of them <laughs> to the one true one yeah yeah or which just is on mastodon.social on yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I would like to see it take off. There are, there are some things about the, there are usable, small usability things that, are, that just make it almost very easy to use, but not quite. There, there are a few little clunky things, right? You, um, if somebody follows you, it's really easy to follow them back. But if you, if you need, want to go look for somebody, Sometimes it's I, I don't know the, the follow or if you follow somebody on their on their their actual Mastodon profile page wherever they are um, the follow interface is a little strange it's a little clunky I find and mm-hmm. I just wonder if all of these things kind of add up to you know to be a slight barrier for entry but again I wonder if that's a problem I mean if I could go in and edit my the people I follow on Twitter to just kind of whittle it down to just the people who would feel comfortable in Mastodon, it would probably improve it a little bit. It's kind of like email. And then I've basically declared bankruptcy. I can't, I don't look at everything on Twitter because how could I possibly? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know that it's such a bad thing. Well, that and here's the thing is clunky. I do see everything on Twitter. I, I probably use Twitter in a different way than a lot of people do. Yeah. I don't mute people. Um, I, every single, I, the reason I have, I follow so few people on Twitter is that I see every single post. I, I may, in some cases, people that retweet, like, it's just a stream of retweets. I mean, sometimes I block, I block the retweets from those people, but I, if I want to see what they have to say, I follow them. And there've been instances where there are people that I like perfectly well and, and follow them and want to hear what they have to say, except they post so frequently. And because I don't have an algorithm filtering out, they like may post 300 posts a day sometimes. And it just yeah. floods my feed. So I, I really do treat it like a chat room where I see every single post that someone makes on the platform that I follow. 
Uh, and it's the same things on same thing on Mastodon, of course, but Mastodon, it's more sort of designed to be that way where it is only showing everything I follow. Uh, but yeah, I, I imagine most people don't. I, I know a lot of people probably partially in the interest to get a lot of followers, sort of the game is you follow a lot of people so that they will follow you back. And then mm-hmm. you do that enough and then you get a, like a high follower count and that's, and then you win Twitter or whatever. You win, you win uh, the Twitter. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> the Twitter cup. Right. And now, now you're, now you're an influencer or something because of that. But, yeah, but you then, you, then you have 5,000 people posting stuff that you have to read, you know, and how do you, then you just mute everybody. And then, yeah. then it's, it's false. Or you following, just never look right? at it. <laughs> yeah. Or you, you just don't look, look at, at it right? randomly. Um, here, yeah. You're here, like, I'm following everyone, but I never see what they have to say. Cause I muted them all because they're 5,000 people, or I just yeah. unmute the, the three people that I actually wanted to follow, in which case you could have just followed them to begin with. Yeah. So. But creepily enough, or you can do lists, but creepily enough, Twitter seems to know who I really want to see. And I'll get an alert. They're like this person tweeted that it. I'm like, oh, how did you know? Stop it! Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, that um, feature never gets it right for me. And it, get, it always gets it right for me. Dear. Well, it's not the, always. It's just you know. But that's the thing is the other thing it makes me wonder is how many things on Twitter have I posted that people that follow me didn't get to see because it didn't Twitter didn't deign to put it in their timeline, even mm-hmm. if I posted it when they were using Twitter at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they actually see, they, have they only seen half of the things I have to say? And, you know, because I, for all of the various algorithmic reasons where I know I'm Mastodon, if I post something and someone's following me, unless they muted me or something that mm-hmm. they, they see it, you know, and it's chronological. If they're at, if they are using Mastodon at this moment and I post something and they follow me, they will see it right there. Yeah. I know I get, like, I know nobody's seeing what I post on Twitter because I get very little engagement. I used to get a ton, you know, in the early days, but then I stopped using it as much. And, you know, Twitter punished me by <laughs> hiding all of my stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the thing. So is there anything we haven't covered really? I'm sure there's a ton, but I, you know, any kind of like main bullet points about Mastodon that, I mean, ultimately I think anybody who's listening if you're not using it yet, you you definitely should because it's apparently it's I have like five different accounts on many different instances all over. I'm apparently <laughs> Mastodon whore. Well, what just really? happened is all of the funny. all of the prior um, mass exoduses from Twitter that you know, culturally everyone was a part of. You probably create like I should really you know, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then you created one and then you used it for, you posted two things. Like what happens with a lot of people is you'll do it. You'll post two things. And then, then the controversy about Twitter will go away. And then people go back to Twitter and start using it or whatever. I, something uh, a little bit strange. Hmm. So uh, I created a, an account on um, Mastodon.online apparently, which I don't know why I did that. I thought it was uh, dot .social. But anyway, on April 25th, mm-hmm. on April 25th of 2019, I created a, uh, an account on some other instance. Uh, huh. Yeah. So your apparently Mastodon holiday. That's my Mastodon holiday. Yeah. I don't know. Funny. We'll celebrate it next year with your new branded instance. Yeah. I can't wait that long for email because uh, yeah, I feel like, yeah, you can June, Google's going to start charging me through the nose for email if I don't switch. So, yeah. It's a huge bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess we've been, we've been talking over an hour. I know now, so. we totally have. No, that's good though, because you know, hey, join us on Mastodon. That's the bottom line, because um, we have cake. Um, we totally. Don't oh, you know what we should do is so I am 
well, we can't, Sean can't do it yet, but so I am at Kyle at Libram.one. Oh yeah. I am at Catherine D at Libram.one. Yeah. I'm Sean Powers at like five different. I don't know. (laughs) Catherine at CatherineDruckman.com or something, but. I'm Sean Powers with a zero at every instance. (laughs) Well, and you can post to Catherine maybe on the, the show notes or whatever, like the link, because it's about the topic. So people, this is like another way to have a verified, know it's legit thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Tell us which one you want to use and we'll put that there or, or right. none at all. And this goes live tomorrow. So yeah, I won't have it done by then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can, you know, what is great about having your own um, website is you can edit it. <laughs> I can add it anytime I want. It's great. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Um, well, I think we've about covered it then. Join us on, so. on in the Fediverse. Also, I think we should mention how awesome Kyle sounds with his new microphone. Oh, uh, yeah. We I mean, Kyle, that. you sound, sound top notch, buddy. Well, I, I thank you very much. I appreciate it. Totes that. profesh. As the, I don't know who says that, actually. I, <laughs> the cool I, kids. <laughs> I, no, I don't think they do at all. I'm pretty sure that is. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't know. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, follow us on, on the, the Fediverse, wherever you can find us. And um, host your own because, hey, maybe we're all going to do that too. Uh, so, yeah, until next week when we talk about something else and we welcome Doc back. Um, we will talk after this.